Hey everyone, BT here. Today, David and I are talking a little bit about mass formation and how it is affecting the general populace and what we can do to make an informed decision moving forward. These are very difficult times. However, if you stop and think for yourself about what is happening and make an informed decision on how best to take care of yourself, I think you and I will both agree we'll all be better off for it. So come inside. Let's listen to this episode. I hope you do enjoy it. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. All right, we're here. We're back. Yeah, we are. We're in it, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna turn some heads again. Yeah. These pod, these full throttle Thursdays are good for this. You know, it kind of gets people thinking a little bit. You know, I'll go to what you did last week when we talked uh, quite at length about the power of thinking for yourselves. And here we are finding ourselves another week where we want to promote more of that thinking for yourself. And I know you've got another topic that you were uh, to dying to uh, share. So let's uh, dive right in. Yeah. So the, the, the idea, the topic for today is talk a little bit about... Um, Dr. Matthias Desmond and uh, the podcast that he did where he's trying to explain um, the, the, how do I want to put this? It's so, very sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, so let me just, so he's calling it mass formation. And I had, when I had Brett and Heather on, uh, I even asked them this question. I said, how is it? that we have so many people that are very smart, very educated individuals, uh, people that are supposedly uh, individuals of, of science. That's their, that's their study in life. And they're, they cannot look at any other information. Their mind is just one-sided completely. Um, and even when you show them the truth, they deny it, which is freaky weird. But one of the things that has disturbed me about this is that this is not just a problem in the United States. We're seeing this around the world, and we're seeing the same mindset. And, you know, I was think I remember there's a, there's a fantastic book that does some explanation of this that's, that's, that's quite old. I think it was written in the 60s. It's called The True Believer by Eric Hoffer. Uh, and I've, I've always uh, loved that book. Like it, it really explains a lot about how mass belief systems start and, you know, how they're created and that type of thing. And, uh, there's a podcast called Tommy's podcast and I think it's on Spotify. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, correct. Yeah. You can find it on Spotify. Uh, where he has Dr. Matthias Desmond, he has Dr. Peter McCullough and, uh, Dr. Uh, Malone and, uh, Dr. Matthias Desbitt talks about what, ha- what we're experiencing is something called mass formation. And mass formation is the idea that there is an extraordinary large group of individuals that have been basically hypnotized into thinking in, in one direction. Now, when I heard him talk about this, I, I was like, yeah, well, that's, that's totally it. That's exactly what's going on. He did reveal a couple of things that I'll talk about that I didn't know and it answered a question for me. 
Um, but the idea is is basically this: that when when you have a large group of people that is exposed to a situation where the foundation of their safety has been jeopardized in some way, like with COVID, and all the information is pointing in one very specific direction. They're basically be giving one directive. They're, that is the same thing a hypnotist does, okay? And the idea is that they become extraordinarily suggestible to information at that point. Once that gets in their mind and they believe that, it's like anything else in a person's mind. It just kicks out any other narrative as not being true and everybody focuses in on one direction. And I asked Brett and Heather, I said, because the, a lot of the people that they're actually friends with, that they're getting pushback from, um, then I would not think that they'd get pushback from because they could, they could literally look at the scientific literature that is there, that is published, that is peer-reviewed literature that talks about something different. They're completely kicking it out as any kind of verifiable information. And I said, how, how can that be? And, and they weren't 100% sure okay, uh, other than this idea of mass formation. But what I heard Desmond talk about, Dr. Desmond talk about, was that actually the more educated a person is, the smarter they are, the more chance that they could actually go down this road. Because there's, you know, when, when, when scientists or doctors or anybody of a higher education, um, when they when they become educated, one of the things that goes that simultaneously goes along with that education is the belief in their ability to have a higher education, to be able to look at empirical evidence, to be able to make decisions. And people get very much locked into this idea. We call it the need to be right. Okay. Right. So in, in the world that we live in, there's two very interesting phenomena that show up. And I've been working with thousands of people around the idea of bettering themselves, especially in the area of business, for over 20 years now. And there's a phenomena that shows up that's a very interesting phenomena. We call it the need to be right or the need not to be wrong. And I'll explain the difference here in a minute. But what's fascinating about this is that when a person is stuck in this belief of the need to be right, you can show them why they're wrong and they don't believe it. They deny the information because that subconscious belief is stronger than the idea of being wrong. You know, if a person, if a, and you know, might think to yourself, well, what is it that would cause that in somebody's mind? Well, I'll tell you one thing that would cause it is if the fear of being wrong outweighed the benefit of being right. The fear of being wrong in a situation like this is very closely tied to the idea that the information that they want to be right about, they believe is saving their life and saving the lives of millions of people around the world. If they're wrong about that, it goes directly, it correlates directly with their, with their ability to keep themselves safe. And if they were, if, if you think to yourself, wow, if I found out I was wrong about my ability to keep myself safe, what could I actually trust myself to be thinking about, right? That's the idea behind science, though, is that you have, you actually hold as a higher value the truth versus 
your bias in any one direction based on whatever it is that you're studying. So the scientific method says, you know, that if you find out that what it is that you're, that what you believe and what your tests show is, is the thing, you find that out that's wrong, then you let that go and you go with the evidence that's, that shows that something is correct. But if you're, you know, if you're starting, if you're studying poison dart frogs, for instance, and it has no um, correlation to your health or correlation towards uh, whether or not you, you could get sick and die or, or anything that would be tied to your own personal security, it's easy to let go of, of an idea that you might have been wrong about something like that. But what we have here, and, and when the, the, the interesting thing about this was that when the pandemic first hit, we did um, basically uh, f- free videos and uh, for anybody that wanted to learn how to help psychologically manage their way through the enormous amount of change that was first happening with the lockdowns. Yeah, it was huge. It was how to, how to navigate uncertainty. It really showed a lot of people what to do when COVID was a relatively new thing and we were being forced into our homes. And this was allowing people to continue, you know, working through not only their business, but just getting their mindset right about what was about to happen. Yeah, exactly. Powerful program. Exactly. And I was stressing at that point that we had to be careful in the idea of letting ourselves be so vulnerable to the fact that this disease could be deadly and there was so much that we didn't know about it. And it was exposing us to just being very susceptible to any information that we're hearing. Why? Because the suggestion is, if you get this, you could die. Uh, there's so much about it we don't know. And in the beginning, that was that was true, right? So um, when you destabilize the foundation of what people hold to be true and what they feel keeps them safe, and you present to them a threat that is not only real, but it's verifiably real. I mean, the media, you know, I mean, every day the media was, was showing the death numbers around the world. People sick, people in the hospital, people dying, and we watched the numbers go up and up and up and up. And, and there's no other information that is coming at you. And we're now two years into that kind of information. And every time you look at the media, they're always, they take every little thing about this and they blow it up into find out the information that'll save your life. And if you get this or you get that, what are we going to do? We're going to grab onto the thing that we think makes us safe, whether it makes us safe or not. The problem is, is that once that door is opened, people are no longer rationally thinking. And that's when the government can start making changes that erode our constitution and erode our freedoms. And that's what's happening all over the world. And we're watching this happen in real time. And most of us are going, how are we going to stop this? Because they're controlling the media. They're controlling the social media. All of the big tech platforms are censoring people based on keeping one message and one narrative moving forward. And it's keeping people locked into this mass formation, which they only believe this one thing that's being told to them. Um, When that happens, any information that comes down the road that is different, regardless if it's true or false, if it's different, immediately they want to kick it out. And then they only, they well, the, let me back this up a second. They do something else that's very dangerous. 
they put all of their trust in the people that are giving them the message, right? So you got the government giving us the message. You got Fauci giving us the message. You got Biden giving us the message. You got Harris giving us the message. And then you have all the people on media that are giving up, giving us this message. There's a lot of people basically doing one specific idea coming across. And then in their mind, it justifies things like mandates. It justifies things that slowly erode our freedom in the name of, we're going to keep you alive. This is what's going to keep you alive. Well, when you scare the fuck out of people that bad with something, a person will give up those freedoms in order to keep themselves alive in their mind and to keep everybody else alive. But then what's even, what's, what's equally as dangerous is demonizing anybody that thinks differently. We have never seen in public doctors actually come out and say that if a person had, if a person made a different decision about their health, other than being what we would clinically say is healthy, that they shouldn't be treated. And we have many doctors coming out saying if a person's vaccinated, they shouldn't be allowed in a hospital, they shouldn't be treated. We have doctors that are turning people away from treatment because they're not vaccinated. So we're doing something that, that historically we saw done uh, in World War II where they took an idea, a group of people, a race of individuals, and they made them bad and dirty and wrong to the point where they could justify, in that time, they justify extermination. Now, I don't say that lightly because anytime that you start talking, you bring the Holocaust into a conversation, and most times it's completely inappropriate. But with this time, as far as I know, we don't have anything else to compare this to when it comes to what's actually happening. As many people have said over the years, including Jordan Peterson, you know, talked about the German people didn't just wake up one day and become Nazis, right? It happened over a period of time. And the German people were, was, it, Germany was the most advanced country in the world at the time, and they were some of the most highly educated people in the world. How did they actually, the ones that went along with, with being Nazis and all that other stuff that went with it, how did that actually happen? Because it's an amazing study in psychology. How do you get somebody who's perfectly healthy, perfectly educated, um, uh, living in, in the most advanced time in history up, up to that time, to go along with the idea of taking a group of individuals, the Jews, and making them so deplorable that it was okay to get rid of them? Um, when you think about that and you really sit down and understand that it's not those people were born that way. They were given a narrative over a period of time that slowly changed their thinking until you had a mass formation of individuals that all thought the same way. How does that happen? Well, uh, uh, Dr. Desmond explains exactly how that happens. And the idea is that people become extremely vulnerable when they're in fear. They're extremely vulnerable to anything. If they're only getting one message that is guiding them in one direction, they don't have the ability to critically think because they're not getting any other information, right? 
They also will present the illusion of choice in situations like this, right? Like you could wear a mask or not wear a mask. Is it right to wear a mask? Is it not right to wear a mask? But the problem is, is that while a person has that illusion of choice, what's really happening is they're controlling their thinking in the direction they want to go. They're keeping them in that narrative, right? This is what's happening currently. And the danger is that people don't snap out of this illusion and it literally goes down a much darker road. And here's the thing, we're headed down that road. We see other countries that are headed down that road more than we are currently, but we're not far behind. Um, there's been several people up in Canada and Australia, and they've been begging Americans to take a look at what's happening there because it's coming here. I, we said on the we said on the podcast last week that one of the only reasons why we haven't gotten that far yet is because of our freedom First of Amendment. speech, yeah, and and our constitution. But it's but it's although with it, when uh, when this actually comes out, I don't know what the if the decision will have been reached yet. But the idea is that there's as as when we record this, there's a current argument in the Supreme Court as to whether they can actually mandate companies over a hundred people for people to get vaccinated or have to be masked and tested every day. Or they lose their jobs. The companies, their fines, I think, are like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars per offense. Yeah, that puts right? people out of business. Like it's 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 really crazy. So that's what's going on. I mean, that I really I want love people to just go look for look at this for themselves and then do the the research on it, um, because I think the I think what we have to ask ourselves individually, our own personal responsibility is. Why do I believe what I believe? Do I have factual information to back up my belief? Or am I just saying I believe this because that's what I've been hearing for so long? Because if that's what you're doing, the, the idea is I would think most people want to actually believe the truth. But the, but the fact is, is that as long as people are scared, they're going to believe the thing that they think keeps them safe. And they don't care about the truth sure. at that point. It's like the mind shuts that idea off. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It, it reminds me, I've got this vision in my head of a giant snowball just cascading down this mountain, just collecting people along the way. And they're all wrapped up in this big ball of snow. And they're so deeply into it, they cannot pull themselves out of it. And it just keeps going and collecting more and more yeah. people. This this mass formation concept that you, you're speaking of and what the podcast I'll link to in the notes below discusses is the fact that it's sort of like this hive mind, this collective mind, and, and you're focusing in on this one point and we've been conditioned over the course of the last couple of years to, you know, believe certain things that are coming out and to go to the government for all the important information. And the truth of the matter is, is they've been able to steer that narrative and create their own narrative from day one. And now here we are two years later and we're not anywhere closer to it other than the fact that most people, they just want it to be over. So they're willing to sacrifice anything and everything at this point for this just to be done. Yeah. Every time 
time I get an email, every time I turn on a news channel, it's like, when is this going to be over? Can we just move on with our lives? But the truth is, is that they keep that in the forefront of people's minds so they can start to slowly erode away at some of these liberties that we've been given as members of this country. And I think it's just really interesting. Well, look at what they're doing with, look, look at what they're doing with the vaccine with kids. Yes. Kids are the least amount of risk for right. any kind of bad thing happening with COVID itself. And now they're saying that these kids need to be vaccinated. And the truth is, is that there is no medicine on the planet that does not have adverse side effects to someone. So when the kid has virtually zero risk from COVID, but you're going to give them a vaccine that actually has a higher risk of side effects to that age group, something's wrong. Yeah. I mean, historically, we have not taken our children and put them in jeopardy to save the old in this country. That's not the way that it works. That's right. the not the natural course of things. You know, it was, it was one thing when it's like, hey, you're over 65 years old, you're in a very vulnerable position. Maybe the, maybe the benefits outweigh the risks at that age, you sure. know, for, for the vaccine. But then when you start getting younger and you start finding out all the different things that people are suffering and dying from with the vaccine, which it's starting to get out now. Like at first it was like, oh, they're 100% safe. That's not true. There is the there is the the largest um, uh, the largest documented uh, bad reaction to these to vaccine injury than any other one that's documented in history, including the deaths of it. Right. So they try to say, you know, is it is it uh, is it okay to sacrifice this many people with the vaccine in order to save the lives of all these other people? But the numbers keep flipping. They're going from the benefit over to what is actually going wrong. And if they do it slowly, people can start, they start accepting it. Like, sure. well, this is, I guess it's okay. I guess it's okay as long as we get in that direction. But now they're down to kids. Yeah. Now they're down to little kids. And there's absolutely no reason for them to do this. And they know there's no reason to do this. And all the evidence points that there's no reason to do this, but they're getting the American people to believe that this is something that we should actually do. And when we start to get to convinced to do something that the obvious evidence shows that we shouldn't do, and we start making decisions to do it, something's wrong. Yeah, and you can't undo the jab. So when no. you talk about these children who are going to be living the rest of their lives with whatever adverse effects they have from these vaccines, even though they are not an at-risk subject group, it really is. I do not envy parents listening to this podcast or people who have had to make the difficult decision based on the information that they were given to get their children vaccinated uh, against COVID. Um, people have, you know, died from this. Children have died from this. There's all sorts of, you know, things you can go and find out about, you know, adverse effects to these, to these unnecessary at times, uh, vaccines, but it really is, it's challenging because if you don't have a place to go to get accurate information, you're going to basically go with the collective or the, the hive or whatever mass yeah. formation you want to talk about. So it's just, it's, it's just a shitty, situation all around because there's so many people who look we didn't go into this i don't think we went into this wanting to you know erode the constitution and destroy all the liberties that we've been given in this great country of ours but what we're faced with now is the reality that there is some 
divisive, shady things that are going on in our government. And we are the ones that have to stop, take a breath and take a moment to realize that, okay, is this accurate thinking? Is this thinking like a successful mind would be thinking? Or am I just going with the flow? Because if we continue to go with the flow, and I use these last two years as, as, a, as a marker for that, if we continue to go down this route, who knows what's going to happen in the next three months, six months, year, two years for where we are right now. It's just really, it's just really a shitty situation all around. And, and I, I, it, I struggle talking about it because I can get it from both sides because I am a safety guy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a person who's all about the safety, but I do know that, um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be in a, in a world where we are forced to do something that goes against our beliefs or our own bodies. I think that's really, really scary. And I don't, I don't know where we go from here. It's just really interesting. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is, is that I think that many people know that there's something wrong, but they don't know what to believe. And we're, we're also living in a time in a situation where if you believe outside of the common uh, narrative, you, you know, this whole cancel culture thing is making people out to almost be demonically wrong. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. horrific what they're doing to people that actually think different. People are losing their livelihoods. They're being canceled off of social media. And and it literally stops them from being able to communicate, in most cases, with all the people that they were communicating with before. They're shutting down people's voices. Now, why would they do that, right? Yeah. That should be suspect enough just to find out why. Because the things that they claim like uh, they're killing millions of people because they have a different viewpoint, that's proven to be completely untrue. It's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's one of those things where, you know, I'll be watching a television show or I'll see, you know, scenes from back in like the nineties or the early two thousands post nine 11, when the country was brought together by this common enemy and we were all, uh, you know, positively looking forward, you know, we, we suffered a great loss, but it galvanized us. And now when I watch those, I hearken back to us, a, a, I, I dare, I dare not say a simpler time because we did suffer a tremendous loss of life on 9-11, but you could kind of see where that's where a lot of the seeds of what we're dealing with now were sown early in the, you know, 2001, 2002. And then I thought it hit a crescendo when, you know, President Trump was elected and that just sort of showed the divisiveness that the country was faced with. And then now that that administration has gone and now we've got the Biden administration in there, I haven't seen it get any better. No, it's getting worse. Yeah, which is crazy to me, but it's interesting to see this is not something like you said earlier, this is not something that happens just overnight. This has been a slow burn over the course of years, decades at this point that has brought us to this position. And, you know, it's one of those things where you say to yourself, you know, I am, I am a voice and I have a voice and I can use it and I have a brain and I can use it. And, but then there's other people, my, my mind often goes to, well, I'm just one voice. What does it matter? And I know you've called me out on saying that before, like every voice matters. Your voice matters. Speak up, see something, say something, speak up. And it's, it's hard because I don't, I don't, I don't talk about my political affiliations. I don't talk about my vaccination status. It's, it's nobody's business. It's, it's my business. Right. But yet there's this situation 
where you really feel in your heart of hearts that, you know, I would tend to go towards safety. So I am one of those people that I would be very fearful of mass formation because I could see as much as I've done work with you and I've gone through all different sorts of programs and therapies and things like that. It's easy to get swept up in the masses and what they're thinking. But with this, I'm more of a I'm, I'm trying to stay as free and clear of it as possible because I don't want to make an uninformed decision. I think that's the big thing we keep talking about on here. Think for yourselves, make an informed decision based on what's best for you, but don't vilify someone else for their choices or the decisions that they're making because it's none of your damn business, period. I think that's the tricky part for me. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't, think, I don't think this has anything to do with your political uh, uh, direction. Meetings, yeah. And or your vaccine. I think that the idea is that there is something wrong. I think you're absolutely right about 9-11. I think it ripped a hole in the fabric of what we believe to be true. you got generations of people that have never experienced being in any real danger. Sure. And now something became possible that was burned into the minds of, of a, you know, a couple generations of individuals at that time. The children... Uh, that were born that year are 22 years old, right? Yeah. You know, they're adults. I mean, kids have grown up with it, with this fear. They've sure. grown up with this uncertainty. They've grown up with hearing the stories. The The divide is, is it, to my knowledge, outside of the Civil War, it's worse than it's ever been since the Civil yeah. War, the divide in our country. And, it's, and people are talking about the idea that we could end up in a Civil War. Yeah, you know, which is crazy. It... it it does, but, but it it seems crazy, but it's not that far flung of an idea. It's not right. It's not because we're that divided, and the moment you start making the other side evil, you're only one violent act away from something like that actually happening. You know, when when we start to get violent because somebody believes something different, that moves into war. Most people don't realize this. The revolution didn't happen overnight. Okay. Uh, it happened over a period of time that this took that this took place. That people got to the point where they were actually fighting each other. So it's really important for us to know that when conversation stops, when public debate stops, because somebody's trying to co- control the direction, regardless if they're right or not. The foundation of what we believe in is that we can debate each other, right? That's that's what we're supposed to be able to do. That we make, That's one of the things that makes our democracy great, that we can have conversations and we can disagree. But the moment you stop that, which is exactly what we've experienced, then the narrative only can go one way. And when the narrative can only go one way and you make everybody on the other side of that narrative wrong or evil or dirty or nasty people – you're, you're no longer looking at the humanity of your brother and sister. You're no longer looking at the humanity of that we all have to live together. The idea that um, what can bring us together? Well, you can't bring anybody together when you're consistently working very hard to divide. And then, the th- I mean, this is one of the things that really started this whole question for me, um, and it's, it's over a year ago, is Why? What is the divide about? Forget who's right or wrong. Why is one side so desperately trying to push a narrative in one direction? They're saying they're doing it because they're trying to save lives. But what's coming out is that that's not true. 
that there's other reasons behind this. Now, I don't think we've gotten to those reasons yet. I don't think we know what that what those reasons are. But what we are finding out is that people are egregiously lying and changing information in order for that narrative to stay the same. And in my opinion, they've done things that are in violations of our rights under the guise that they're that they're private companies, um, and that private company can do whatever they want. Yeah, well, that's fine. That might be true. But when all those private tech companies are controlling how everybody on the planet communicates, we have a problem. Yeah, We have a problem that we need to address right away because, and it's also interesting that they, it's not like they disagree with each other. All of those companies are also going in one direction, right? right. So it, you know, I'm telling people, we have got to wake up. You have to realize what's happening and you need to start asking questions and making sure Double check, triple check, make sure that what you believe is verifiably true and not just because somebody else says it. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely need to think for yourself in these situations. And I think that's what this podcast is all about. I mean, the last few we've done have been uh, really directed towards that. We're not here to sway ideas or minds. We're here to just provide an opportunity for you to just be able to think for yourself. I think that's huge in this day and age. Yes. I mean, being able to think for yourself and get information. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a conflict averse guy. I don't like conflict. However, debate is not conflict. You can have a spirited debate with someone and the idea would be to not necessarily prove them wrong, but to come to some sort of a level agreement where you can be like, you know what? Some of what you said actually makes sense. There's not a lot of that happening in today's day and yeah. age. That's why I think it's important for you, you know, like with you having Brett Weinstein and Heather Hang on your, on your podcast, you know, being able to bring thought leaders together and have, conversations, even if you don't agree with 100% about what the person is saying, have a conversation and see if you can get to the truth. Because while you were talking a moment ago and talking about all the difficulties we're facing here in our country, the truth is eventually going to come to the surface. We're going to find out why all of this has been happening and what this narrative has been pushed and why it's been there, because the truth will eventually rise to the top. And let's just hope that we haven't had to give up too much for us to see that truth. Let's hope we haven't had to give up any of our amendment rights or any of our constitution to get to that point, because if that's the case, then who knows where we end up going forward in the next 5, 10, 20, 20, 50 years of this society. We're Absolutely. much better than this. Absolutely. So, well, this has been really great. Thanks, David. Yep. Hey everyone, BT here. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We do understand the importance of these conversations and we do not take them lightly. We do not have all the facts and I'm sure that most of the people listening, they don't have all the facts either. It's difficult to find where to go, but we really cannot stress the importance enough again to think for yourself and go listen to, you know, some of the epi the podcast episodes we talked about in this show, learn and educate yourself a little bit about mass formation and what it means and make an informed decision that's best for yourself. Again, David is a master at getting people to think successfully, and that's why you come here, and we definitely want you to keep coming back. Do us a favor, leave a comment down below, let us know where you're at with this conversation, and be sure to ring that bell so you hear more conversations like this. These Full Throttle Thursdays keep us going, and it's a different kind of conversation, and we get that, and we hope you enjoy it. So we'll see you on the next Successful Mind Podcast. See you next time.
Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.